This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Yes, we're back again today with another message from God's Word. And I hope you'll listen. If you will, holler back over the fence and next, next door and say, Old Trailblazer's on. Y'all come on over here and drink some coffee with us. My friend, let's listen to the Old Trailblazer and then Mama make some coffee. That's what we do here. Toward old Trailblazer is just an old country bumpkin. And uh, we like to sit out on the porch and drink coffee in the morning early. And uh, when we're around the house... But I, we look in the day in our subject, our study on the de- depraved heart, but we're looking at God giving a depraved sinner a new heart. D- shouldn't that perk your ear up, uh, lost sinner? I have folks listen to me who tell me they're not saved. Shouldn't that perk up your ears just a little bit there and get quiet? Get the children quiet if your kids are in the house cutting up. Mama, you out there fluttering around in the kitchen, making noise. Come on, sit down now and listen to the broadcast. Don't, that's not long, 15 minutes, and then uh, then we'll finish up the kitchen. When And then I know we own early in the morning. Some folks are getting up, going back to the back 40, the plowing, and all up there in Iowa and Kansas and Nebraska and those places. But you just take a few minutes, would you, and listen. Let's turn to Ezekiel 36, 26, a very, very familiar verse of Scripture. And I like to read it because it's very encouraging. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. Now, every individual who is not saved has a, has a stony heart. Oh, my friend, a stony heart. It's, it's like it, no impressions can be made. Do you know the Lord has to has to soften your heart before any impressions can be made upon it? Don't don't you like to, to things to to sink home or soak home to your heart? I do. I like to listen to to good sound preaching. And when the pastor makes a a statement to some effect, maybe I've never heard before, and that thing will go home to my heart, and it seems like it's stamped there, indelibly stamped on my heart. Oh, uh, that scripture, that verse, or that that uh, occasion, whatever it was. But the Lord says here, uh, I take away that stony heart. We used to have an old man here who was a missionary. He's very, very uh, uh, broken English. He could hardly read and write, and uh, but he could he preached a little bit and give out the booklets all over the country. And he said, uh, the Lord said, I take away that stony heart. He called it stony. That's okay. In my, I had one. Old stony heart, just like a rock. You have a hard heart, never been touched by the gospel. Oh, my friend, here's your verse. Here's a precious, precious promise. He said, a new heart also will I give you. Why, does, why do we need a new heart, my friend? Because the old heart is depraved. It's the heart that you're born with, the natural heart, is depraved. It hates God. It does not love the Lord. You know, well, I'll teach our children to love Jesus. No, don't do that because they don't love Jesus. No, 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 they don't love Jesus. But pastor told the story. He went to home one day and, and the mother paraded out her little girl and uh, said, tell the pastor now, tell the pastor. And she quoted a verse of scripture about loving Jesus and uh, just just made a parade out of a child. My friend, that's not anything. no. No, it's good. That's, that's, we start young teaching our children, read the Bible to them, and tell them the stories of the Bible, and tell them how Christ died for sinners. But let's don't go into all that stuff. Then in Jeremiah 31, we saw there in Ezekiel 36, that other verse that we had, 
But in Jeremiah 31, 33rd verse, let's notice. And he says this promise. Let's, let's notice this promise. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Now, let me read those two verses again. Jeremiah 36, 26. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away that stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Then in Jeremiah, he says, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. And, and you can apply that to your heart, my friend. The Lord's speaking to you. The Lord is making a covenant with you. After those days, he said, I will put my law into their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Oh, my friend, in these two great texts, we behold a wonder of divine love that God would make provisions to save fallen, lost, deceived, depraved individuals. The Lord has made provision. I come here with the message day by day, week after week. Surely I'm called a, a hellfire and damnation preacher because I warn you to flee from the wrath of God. But I also bring you these great promises of God uh, that the Lord has made provisions to save that individual. Fallen, lost, depraved, deceived, hateful, Terrible, hard-hearted, wicked. Listen, you cannot understand the love of God until you first see and first know the depravity of man. My friend, as long as you think you somebody come, you you never see the love of God. You never see the love of God. That's what we, we, we bring you here, the love of God. The Lord never made salvation difficult my friend the lord never see come to you as a tyrant with a whip on your back that you must do this and you must do that i know i i hear those things but listen listen and say you cannot understand or see the love of god until you know somewhat of your total depravity then you wonder why god shouldn't destroy you immediately when adam and eve sinned there in the garden they sinned against a holy god why didn't the Lord immediately cast them out of the garden and, and, and forsake them? No, he didn't do that. No, he didn't do that. The Lord had made a covenant back there in the cycles of eternity that Christ would come here to save a number that no man can number. But listen, listen. Nowhere in God's word do we find that God will have mercy upon the angels. You know the story there that one-third of the angels... Uh, get, gave up their their rights to heaven uh, and left with Lucifer. They were cast out of heaven. But there's nowhere in God's word that you can find that the Lord made a way to save them. There's no provisions made for them nowhere. No. And the angels that remain in heaven, they know nothing about uh, the mercy of God because they were not sinners. They have not been shown the grace of God like you and I, if you know the Lord. No. But listen, God has made no provision for the salvation of those fallen angels. No, no. 
To the contrary, he consigns them to an everlasting torment with old Lucifer. And with you, if you never come to know the Lord, God has made no provision for the salvation of fallen angels nor the devil. But the Bible sets forth throughout its pages the story of God's redemption of fallen men who was created by his maker, but who willfully and wickedly rebelled against the Most High God. You know, you may read the, the occasion there in Genesis where Adam and Eve took of the forbidden fruit and uh, ate of the forbidden fruit under Satan's leadership. Yes, they were, they were led by Satan. Satan told Eve, said, Yea, hath God said? Yea, hath God said? Did you know you're dealing with... with, with with, uh, with the wicked one, my friend, if you're not saved, he's your father. He is. He's a, he's a prince in the power of the air. And uh, if you're not saved, you're in, in his lap asleep, asleep in the lap of Satan, my friend. And you know the only cure for that is that the Holy Spirit would come there in mighty convicting power and take the message home to your heart, the preached message, oh, or the written message, the Bible itself, Take it home to your heart. The greatest thing that ever happens to an individual, no matter who he is, uh, no matter how old he is, how young he is, the greatest thing that ever happens is that one day, someday, if you haven't been awakened, that someday the Holy Spirit, by, by the grace of God, will come there and pierce your heart with the arrow of conviction and let you see that you're not saved that you're a sinner, that you're depraved, that you're wicked, that you're undone and defiled, and that you're separated from God by your sin. Your sin has separated you from God. Just like Adam and Eve, when they saw themselves that they had sinned, they saw themselves naked, they ran down into the thicket somewhere there in the garden in the bushes and began to make leaves try to cover their nakedness. They saw then their nakedness. Up until then, they were covered with the glory of God, and they had no, no knowledge of their nakedness. But they began to sew together those leaves. Some folks say it's fig leaves. Others are not necessarily what they are. But the Lord came looking for them, and he said, Adam, Adam, where art thou? And he said, uh, uh, I, I hid myself because I was naked. Oh, my friend, he was, he was undone, wasn't he? But why didn't the Lord just cast them out at that moment? Because of the grace of God. He determined to save a number that no man can number. He, he determined. He'd made a covenant with God the Father back there in the cycles of eternity, which you and I know nothing about, uh, very little about. And he said, uh, he, he, he preached a sermon to Adam and Eve. First sermon ever was preached. He told them how that Christ would die and shed that blood shed the blood of Christ that they might be covered. Oh, and he killed those animals and, and skinned them and took the coats, and they've, the artists have pictured them as rough, rough old uh, uh, whatever, bear skins or something. No, no, the Lord made, I believe, the most beautiful coats to cover their nakedness. They did, because our covering is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the most beautiful, the most lovely, who was ever created, my friend. Those coats depicted, described the, the, great, the God of all grace, our Lord and our Savior. The blood was shed there, poured out as an as a offering 
for their souls. My friend, you know anything about the, the blood? Has the blood maketh an atonement. When Christ died on the cross, his blood was shed to save a poor sinner like you and me. It was, it's, not a, it's not a fairy tale. It's not some loose, something loose to be laughing and joking about. Christ gave up his blood there on the cross to save poor, wicked sinners like you and me. And I praise the Lord for the blood. The Bible says uh, salvation is by blood and by power. The blood of Christ, the power of God. Oh, my friend, to come here to this earth and to awaken. Have you ever been awakened? Have you ever seen yourself, oh, well, I don't know anything about being a sinner. Well, you're not saved. My friend, this is the old trailblazer. I'm bringing you God's message, pouring out my heart to you, pouring out my soul to you, pleading with you to turn to the Lord. If the Lord's dealing with your heart at all, don't neglect. Don't turn away. Turn to the Lord. Run to the Lord. Confess your sin. Fall at his feet, begging for mercy. You ever beg for mercy? Oh, my friend, you will. You will either now or at the judgment day, and it'll be too late then. But remember the old trailblazer, uh, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my phone number here is 225-664-8658. And uh, call me if you will, help me with the broadcast, and then pray for me. Goodbye, and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the old trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.